Shalom Aleichem to everybody. It's Erev Rosh Chodesh Nisan, so we're all in the thick of preparing our homes for Pesach, cleaning, arduous cleaning, busy, heavy cleaning, heavy lifting. I want to discuss the question of the day, and that really is how thoroughly must one clean one's home in advance of Pesach? We all are familiar with the great extent that we go to to make sure our homes are absolutely positively clean from every room and every different area and space and part in the house. What exactly should be done? What's the Ekerdin? What's a Minag? What's a Halacha? What's a Chumrah? Try to understand and appreciate this because there are differences of understanding and really there's a lot of misunderstanding. Let's begin with the Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch quoting from the Torah, the Torah quoting from the Yerushalmi, based upon the Ra'avon who brings the Yerushalmi, the Halacha says, in Sivav, to Simon Tuf Membez, Hilchos Pesach, Nagu Ligar HaKisalam V'HaKisaos, Shenoga Behem Chametz. The custom is, a bona fide custom, that there are those who scrape their walls in chairs if any Chametz has come in contact with one's chairs or one's walls. V'yesh Lehem Amash Yismuchu. Says the Shulchanach, again, quoting the Torah from the Ravon, from the Yerushalmi, this is a bona fide custom. There is what to rely on. What is there what to rely on? So Mishnah explains, You shouldn't mock, make fun of this custom that people have to scrape their walls and chairs. And to say this is a silly minog that has no makor, no custom, and it's simply a stringency without any bona fide source. There is a basis to this from the Yerushalmi. The Talmud Yerushalmi has the following case. If somebody pastes one's home with dough, there's a chi of beer chametz. So if that's the case when it comes to doing beer chametz on one's walls, if it's pasted, plastered with batzig, with dough, there should be no difference at all when it comes to one's chairs and one's walls. And the same thing should happen contemporarily today. Absolutely. One should make sure that one's walls and chairs are free, are clear of any chametz whatsoever. And the Shulchan Aruch continues and writes, If you're unable to get to this chametz that might be baked or soaked into the plaster, into the chair, into the wall, cover it with tit, cover it with more plaster, and you don't have to be concerned and worried about it at all. So you see here off the bat from the Yerushalmi, quoted by the Ravon, and the tour codifies it as the Shulchan Aruch and Hilchos Pesach Simon Tov Sevav. There is a basis. There's a bona fide minhag. There is a custom on record that if there is any level of chametz, even in the floor, even on a chair, even deep, deep found on a wall, do whatever you can to clear it off, to remove it. Doesn't say it's a din. Doesn't say it's a halacha, doesn't say it's a chiyuv, but no guligarak, some there is a custom to do this. Of course, this would seemingly speak to the minhagim that we have and being machmir to clean one's home for Pesach to make sure that we scour, that we clean, that we remove every little inch of chametz that may exist. But it goes even further than that. In Shulchan Aruch and Simen Taf Samechtes, the Ber Heitev, in Sif Aleph, toward the end, Quotes the Rokeach, or Blazer Rokeach, the great Rishon, Simon Reish Pei Gimel. Lo Yomer Kamat Torah Pesach. Person shouldn't say, Oi, what a Tircha, 
What a difficulty, what a stress, so much anxiety preparing for Pesach. Nobody should ever say such a thing. It's inappropriate, it's wrong, and it's not something that should ever be remarked and something that should be mentioned. Why not? Explains the Rokeach quoted by the Ba'er because there's a Yerushalmi, a different Yerushalmi. What does the Yerushalmi say? Russia, Mahu Omer. What does that wicked son say? What is this work that you're doing? And explains the Rokeach, what does the Russia mean when he says, What do I need all this for? What do I need to clean my house? What do I need to prepare for Pesach? What do I need bidikas chametz, bir chametz, bitl chametz? What am I going on here? It's enough. This nuisance, this pain, this anxiety provoking, I don't need it, I don't want it. Thus, you see two Yerushalmis, one quoted by the Shulchan Aruch, one quoted by the Behetev in the name of the Rokech. The Behetev concludes and says, the Chalk Yaakov is Miyashiv, the Minog Shein in his arm is that. And if you take a look in the, Be- in the Chalk Yaakov, Simon Tafsam, Mechtes, Sif Gatlan Gimel, he says, how come more poskim don't mention this Rokech? That a person should never say, what a nuisance, how hard it is. And sometimes we hear these types of murmurs. We ourselves may say, oh, it's so hard, it's so difficult. Preparing for Yantav, I'm so busy, it's so much to do. Shopping, cleaning, buying, kashering our kalim, cleaning our homes, buying new stuff. It's difficult to ask the Chok Yaakov, why is this not brought la'alacha? Chok Yaakov reconciles possibly that really this is only said on the Korban Pesach. And that's when it would be prohibited. The difficulty of bringing the Korban Pesach, getting to your Shalim, getting a Chabura together, eating the Korban Pesach. But when it comes to the other aspects of preparing for Pesach, this does not apply. But nonetheless, bottom line, you do see very clearly two Yerushalmis, as noted, one quoted by the Berhetev, one quoted by the Shulchan Aruch, that there does seem to be a very strong basis to be Machmir, to look, to search, to find, and to make sure that one rids one's home of Chametz. But this is all on paper. I'd like to share with you a problem with this approach, and I'd like to begin by quoting you a letter that I received several years ago. I'm going to read the letter. The letter reads as follows. Dear Rabbi Walter, regarding Pesach cleaning, I once had a long discussion with a friend in Israel who came from quite an observant home and is no longer from today. The reason she gave me was that in her home for Pesach, her mom and dad went overboard. They had to clean the grout of the kitchen and bathroom with toothbrushes. Had to take the mattresses down three flights of dusty stairs to air outside and be beaten. Rugs, of course, taking down three flights to be beaten as well. She said it was so traumatic, I continue reading directly from this letter email I received, washing windows and walls for three weeks. Before that, by the time the Seder came along, they were so exhausted they did not enjoy it at all. And now she only remembers the hard part of Pesach and none of the fun. She gets sick to her stomach thinking about it. This is what she told me. I have another friend, the letter, email continues, who also had to do the grout with a toothbrush and are awfully frightened of Pesach. And now my friend only goes to hotels. Consequence, her children have no idea to make Pesach at all. They know all they know is the flight to whatever resort they go to. Bottom line, it is important to clean for Pesach, she writes to me. It can be fun if it's done all together as a family. And then she writes as follows. My parents, I guess, had a different outlook. We certainly did major, major cleaning, but they made it like a scavenger on check and clean the pockets, school bags, drawers, pocketbooks. We were each responsible for our own. And then whatever we could find, when it came to candy, chametz, we would pool together and have a big laugh, a party. We would put in a huge bag during the week before Bdikas chametz. 
We would go down to the basement with the furnace. My father, for beer, chametz, would throw it all in. It was quite exciting. Scavenger hunt was a pretty smart idea. Whoever found the most chametz got a lot of prize. And then, of course, a second prize and third prize. But what I quote this for is the two stories that this individual tells me about these two friends, one who's not from today, another only goes to Hatel and Pesach. So what do we do? Two ends of the totem pole. On the one hand, there's the tour, the Shulchan Aruch, the Ravan, the Yerushalmi, Hatach Beso Batzek, Nagur Lagar Haksalim. There is the custom to be cautious, to be careful, to be meticulous. There is such a custom to scrape walls and chairs. And indeed, the Mishnah later, as the Behetev quotes from the Rokeach, quoting again the Yerushalmi, Kama a person should never say how difficult, how painful, how difficult this is. So I'd like to try to reconcile and understand how we could put all these pieces together. And the truth is really what we have to do is to understand and know what is Iker Hadin? What's the bottom line? What's required? What's the halacha? What's the baseline? What is required? Number one. Number two, what's the minhag? And number three, what's a chumrah? And we need to understand and we need to appreciate, just like we do in all areas of halacha, what is the Arisa, what's the Rabban, and what's a Minog? What's Mikra Adin, what's a Minog, and what's a Chorma? And if we're able to do that, then we could appreciate and understand how to approach Pesach cleaning. I'd like to refer you to a tshuva, a speech that was made roughly 18 years ago. The late Rosh Hashiva, Rechaim Pinchasheimberg, Rosh Hashiva of Torah Or, Zichron Levracha, in the year 5765, so we're talking about 18 years ago, um, put out a paper and shared, and it was ultimately translated by a Talmud of his, it was originally printed in Hebrew, later into English, about Piri Pesach cleaning. And Rabbi Scheinberg writes as follows, The pressure of Piri Pesach cleaning has reached unnecessary and overwhelming levels. The housewife often becomes overly nervous, unable to enjoy the simchas yomtev of Pesach, and unable to perform the mitzvahs and obligations of the Seder night. Pesach, like every other yomtev, must be enjoyed by every member of the family, including women. This is an obligation clearly defined in the Torah as explained by Chazal. We can understand the person dreading Tishabav, but Pesach is to be looked forward to and anticipated with joy. Every woman should be well-rested, relaxed, and alert at the Seder table, so she too can fulfill all the Torah and rabbinic obligations and follow the Haggadah with the rest of the family. Clearly, the performance of her pre-Pesach duties must be balanced against her Pesach obligations. Pre-Pesach cleaning is required to avoid the danger of transgressing any Torah or rabbinic prohibition of Avichamets and Outs. It is not the intention, says Rav Steinberg, to abolish Minhagim, which have been passed down by Klalisov from generation to generation. Nevertheless, some practices adopted by women in the pre-Pesach cleaning today are not an actual continuation of the old Minhagim. For example, and he continues and he begins to discuss certain areas where one should try to be extra cautious and explains as follows. One might be tempted to insist on doing the extra work anyway, to be machmir. However, in these stringencies lies the grave danger of causing many laxities and brushing aside many mitzvahs completely, including Torah and rabbinic obligations, which women are required to do on Pesach, and particularly during the Seder. Many, 
like to do more cleaning than the bare minimum, to such an extent that some even incorporate their general spring cleaning into their required pre-Pesach chores. These extra exertions should not prevent anyone from fulfilling their obligation on Pesach and particularly on Seder night. So Rechaim Pinchas Racha lays it down very carefully. Balance. And every Chumrah lies a Kula. If for weeks in advance of Yom if a person is be overwhelmed, overburdened, exhausted as a result of working hard, one is not going to go into Yom relaxed, one is not going to look forward to Pesach, one will not be able to fill the mitzvahs alayla of Leil HaSeder, the first and the second Seder. And one more than that will never ever appreciate the Yom of Pesach, and that was never the intention of Chazal with the Yisurei Diraisa of Balira Balimatzei. That's not what Chazal intended. That's not what the Torah intended. And therefore, we have to make sure we're balancing the Isurim with the mitzvahs and making sure we know exactly what we're supposed to clean, how we're supposed to clean, where we're supposed to clean. I'll share with you a number of practical suggestions, Halach Lamaisa, based upon this piece by Rav Scheinberg, as well as in my Sefer book, The Making of a Minute, Chapter 18, where I outline multiple areas that one should be mindful of. The first thing that I would like to share, there's only a requirement to search for chametz where chametz is brought. If you have an attic, a basement, a room in the house where chametz is never brought, there is no requirement to search there. You don't have to go under a couch if you never eat on a couch. You don't have to clean a particular room if chametz is never brought there. The chiv of bedikas chametz, bir chametz, is only in places where chametz is or chametz was potentially brought. So therefore, point number one, only search, only clean, only be careful and do what has to be done to get a place clean if there was a place that chametz was brought. Rule number one. Rule number two. There is no need, no halachic requirement, the Psaq of Shalom Zalman Orbach, and certainly based upon other earlier achronim as quoted in Mishnah Burasim and Taflam Dalit, there's no need to check any place in the home which will be sold. If you're selling your kitchen cabinets, there is no reason to clean to go through your kitchen cabinets. They're being sold. If there are areas in the kitchen that are being sold, pantries, cupboards, whatever it is, living room in the dining room, chests, break fronts and the like that are being sold, no chiv, no mitzvah to check those places. Don't check them. Number three. A backyard and a patio. There's no chiv to check it. It's an explicit gemara. The gemara says that if you're outside, you could assume that the birds and here where we live, the deer, the cats, and all of the wonderful creatures that we're zochet to in our front yards and our backyard in our backyards, including the squirrels and including the fox and everything else that we have, will eat up and take care of everything's there. There's no reason to check those areas and to clean those areas. Moreover, there's only a chiv bedik on a kezayis. Anything less than a kezayis mikra din, there is no chiv. Yes, there are posts who say that even on less than a kezayis, because shami but mikra din, the shir is a kezayis. The overwhelming point, and here's where there'll be differences from home to home, is a house that has children versus a house that does not have children. A house where there are no children has to be less cautious, certainly, because there's not food all over the house. 
And if food is limited in certain homes, just to the kitchen, just the living room, just the dining room, that's the only place that you have to check. If food is prohibited on the second floor and the third floor, if prohibited in the basement, you don't have to check those areas. With children, yes, you need to be more careful because the kids will hide things, they'll put things in different places under their bed, in their little hiding spots and the like. Look out, check, and make sure those places are being taken care of. Moreover, the places where you are searching, if it's a kitchen and you're cleaning different parts of the house, once you use any caustic solution, any cleaning agent, you spritz, you spray, you clean, and you've rendered the chametz inedible, it's not royal achilas adam, it's not royal achilas kelev, you are finished, you've done your job. The places that you do have to be most careful about, of course, are kitchen and eating areas. Those areas must be cleaned thoroughly because those are certainly places where chametz is brought. But again, if you're selling any of the places in the kitchen, they do not have to be checked. Living room, bedroom, basement, all of these areas are similar in that respect. Closets, drawers, and bookshelves, the like, toys, clothing, all of these places where chametz is brought, can be brought, were brought, do have to be checked. When it comes to floors, for example, since our floors are tiled, Covered floors only have to be swept, mopped up, and any solution that you use, finished. You did the job. Cracks and spaces between tiles do not have to be checked afterwards. You've done your job. The same thing is true with toys. Check for chametz, but you don't have to scrub incessantly. Look, check, clean, you're done. This is the important points that have to be made. It's true when it comes to hechsher kale and their other jobs and other responsibilities, and those will be taken care of. But the bottom line and the point that I'm trying to bring out from this brief shear, and I think it's important and I think it's something that people should be aware of and you should share with your family and your friends and the like. Make sure that you're balancing your cleaning for chametz with all of the other mitzvahs. There's a mitzvah deraisa of Simchas Yamtif. There's a mitzvah deraisa leil haseder of Sipritzias Mitzrayim. There's a mitzvah deraisa leil haseder of Achilas Matzah. There's a mitzvah derbanan of Halal of Dalad Kosos and of Maror. Make sure you're excited and you're ready and you're prepared and you're rested. And yes, very unlikely that you're going to be over the Isidhi rice of Bali Rab, Bali Matzeh, because most likely you've sold your chametz and you've cleaned well enough. Don't blame your spring cleaning on Pesach. It's not your, it's not Pesach's problem. Maha should never be said. Yes, they're minhagim and klalis, and we clean and we clean carefully. And like Rabbi Scheinberg said, we're not here to be mevatan, to be abolish old minhagim. But we have to know if it's really a minhag. And indeed, as the Shulchan Archir posited, there are minhagim. Yes, it's true. There is such a custom to scrape and to scour. But I wonder if their homes are as big as ours. And I wonder if they've had as many chairs as we did. I wonder if they had as many tables as we did. And I also wonder that if they had a slave and a servant who did it as well. So there is comparison is very hard to be made. Let's prepare for Pesach. Let's be excited for Pesach. Let's clean for Pesach. It is exciting to go into Yantif knowing that your house is freshly cleaned and you've searched to make sure that there's not a bit and teensy bit of chametz. And we should take that seriously and it must be taken seriously. But at the same time, let's balance that with everything else that we're doing. Let's teach our children how to prepare for Pesach. Let's ourselves be excited for Pesach. B'siyat Deshmai b'schus making sure that there is no chametz in our home. Al-pi halacha, al-pi minag, siyata deshmai, kadosh baruch should make sure that we are cleansed ourselves. And just like we're cleaning our homes of chametz, we should make sure that we too, there's no se'or shebi'isa, there's nothing ourselves that has chametz. And we're careful, we're cautious, we're meticulous, and bezos Hashem is baruch, we should be zocha, benisa nigalu, benisa nasidim lihigal, wishing everybody a good chodesh, chodesh tov, and a good Pesach, bezos Hashem is baruch.